Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. We have a special guest and listener joining us on the show today, Sergio Mendoza, superintendent of Burton School District in Porterville, California. I'm excited to have Sergio on our show today. I've heard so many great things uh, about his leadership. Sergio has been superintendent at Burton School District since November 2018 and was previously the director of curriculum and educational technology at Porterville Unified School District. He's also served as the director of categorical and alternative programs and as a principal in all of both of those for seven years each. In Burton School District, the mission is to create an experience that will prepare students to be college and world ready. Their district is committed to educating the entire child and fostering leadership among students, parents, staff, and the community. And I think you'll see that Sergio is a great, great leader to lead this effort. He believes that education is an individual, unique experience for every student who enters a school. He encourages relationship building and mutual respect in classrooms to facilitate learning. And through personal relationships with every student, educators can give each an equal chance for success. Today, Sergio and I will talk about their district's commitment to continuous improvement, continuous learning, and how their district worked through strategic planning. So welcome today, Sergio. So happy to have you on our show. Welcome, welcome. Glad to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having uh, me on the show. Uh, Avid listener and uh, gain a lot of knowledge from being on the the show uh, with you guys on my drive-in work every day that I get to listen to you guys. That's great. Thank you for doing that. And um, as I always say, anybody that has any feedback for us, you know, always open open to that. But um, I love doing these, Sergio. I learn, you know, from people that we work with and, uh, you know, just learn. We learn with each other. And that's really what our work is all about. And so look forward to learning from you today. You know, I know Burton School District has an interest in and commitment to continuous improvement. Now, how does your work with us at Studer Education complement and, and hopefully enhance the commitment Burton has to continuous improvement. What's your stance on that, Sergio? Well, I think one of the things that uh, we've been able uh, to realize was that Studer just helped us uh, move towards uh, a true scale uh, all the way from our board uh, and cascade all the way down to every employee into the future of our quest to become a great school. And so, Last November, I was, oh, actually November 2018, I was approved to be the superintendent of Burton. And December of 2018, I went to a workshop that was sponsored by Tulare County Office of Education, and they were using Carnegie to promote a Central Valley Network Improvement Community. And so we actually had three schools there. And the three schools were already involved up to, I believe at that time, two years. And when I sat in there and I just noticed the manner in which our schools are working, and this one school in particular had raised their scores significantly higher than everyone else in math. And it ended up being that um, the acronym CVNIC, the the CVNIC um, 
they had grown 30 points, but they had been a part of it for three years, but only this one school. So what we ended up doing is um, David Scheimer, my educational services assistant superintendent and his team and myself, we decided this is like a great opportunity for us to scale this out. And so we started to create our own network uh, improvement communities and we named it BNIC. Oh um, gosh, how great, and, Sergio. Yeah. So I think what was really kind of interesting is that it brought us to that stage that we then started to, uh, how do we scale it, right? How do we make this progress from one school to nine schools that we have in our district? And so with their help, we created a pilot in that spring of 2019. And then uh, we called it our BNIC. And then that was 10 individual teachers and classrooms. And we actually even furnished the rooms with everything kind of mobile, right? Chairs and tables and uh, it's, uh, whiteboards. You know, kids were kind of everywhere, right? Standing, working together and lots of great communication. So uh, we saw those efforts become even more significant. And then uh, we decided to do a summer school. And guess what? We invited our entire uh, certificated staff, and we had actually 36 teachers sign up to come in for this three-week program in where they would be learning the NIC process for each of their grade levels. And they were in teams of four. So lots of collaboration, uh, lots of PDSA going on. And so we ended up uh, having a great opportunity with that summer school. And then we said, you know what, we're this successful. Let's just do it everybody. And we took the content area of mathematics and we decided to scale it to the entire district last August. So I think I give you that background because yeah. I think that's what led us to see Dr. Pat Greco in the September 13th, you know, don't take anything back because it was a Friday, actually. We <laughs> saw it, right? We saw it on a Friday, September uh, 13th. But it, in actuality, it, it became probably cornerstone for us because instead of being the opposite, right? Uh, you don't yeah. ever want to go out on the 13th. Well, we met with her. I gave her my card about a couple weeks later. I actually found the email on September 26th. She uh, replied back to me and she actually introduced me to Ryan Hess and uh, Becca Padilla yeah. uh, from Studer. And so Ryan and Becca and uh, David Scheimer and myself talked a few times. Uh, Ryan sent us a, a proposal for a, a three-year partnership uh, with Studer uh, around mid-October. Uh, we had already, uh, David and myself, had already planned to go out to Menominee Falls in Great. November. And so we uh, did that. And then all of a sudden, we're sharing this with the board. The board is interested. And in November of uh, 2019, they approved it. We went to Menominee. And January, we started working with uh, Studer Education. And you know what? Uh, we are just, it's just getting us to that direction. It's kind of slowing us down from a fast pace 
and really focusing in on where we need to go with our continuous improvement. So hopefully I wasn't long-winded, but yeah, it kind no, of gives great, you a great. really consistent uh, It does. What I like, Sergio, it's, you know, you really kind of started at that grassroots level and just kind of let it percolate and, um, and then worked off of that. So, you know, I really think that's um, a great way to start and just, you know, listening, looking at what's working, you know, so let's kind of take it from the other direction. When you started the partnership, you started with strategic planning and and I think um, from what I understand it was just board approved in in June so why was that key for you like what did you know what did that what did that look like for you there well I think uh, if we just look back at that particular day and and having our our partner uh, dr. Joanne Sternke uh, present um, that plan to our board the board had always been involved in the plan. Uh, ever since the time frame where we started back in late February, right before uh, the pandemic hit and we shut everything down, but they had been in the process and uh, again, pushing it all the way back to last November. But I think the best piece of it is that the board also saw that all the work that was laid into that plan came out into significantly just one page that yeah. they could look at, right? That mm-hmm. they didn't have to thumb through, you know, a 20 page, you know, a 12 font, a plan uh, <laughs> yeah. for the future, right? And so yeah. I think that simplicity, although complex, right, in nature for all of our pillars and our actions that we will be moving forward on made it that much more satisfying to to our district and and to all of the management and the cabinet within our district because they were all a big part of that process also. And and I guess the bigger accomplishment is that I saw all that work being done from afar. And I like that part of it because it kind of kept me away from that or influencing the surveys or influencing decisions made. And and so I, I think that that is also supportive too. And I think it's been a real key to allowing our team to be successful into the future as they were in these last three months too during yeah. the pandemic. I love what you said, you know, it, it is a complex system, but putting it into that page, you know, really simplifies that, which is what we we try to do. And, and then the pandemic, as the pandemic hit, you know, there are things that then you had to kind of get get your hands on, I'm sure, you know, get right into the, to it. So you kind of at the, at that level of strategic planning and then working through the pandemic. And one of the things I know you did was you used huddles as you all work together. You know, can you tell us a little bit about um, how you use those huddles during the pandemic, you know, the structure and the benefits from them, Sergio? Yes, it was interesting. We, um, you know, we were on spring break Friday, March 13th. I think 13 is going to be a number for our district, about, right? I was about to say that a few minutes ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like the day that we that we all shut down. Right. And yeah. so uh, for us, I guess, you know, it's been a, a blessing to be able to create a significant educational learning uh, environment for our students and our community. So on March 18th, we... We literally put out our letter saying we're not open uh, for the next three weeks. Well, you know, we'll definitely get back to you, right? You know, we'll get back to you. Um, uh, come around April 13th or so. Uh, within that time frame, it was our spring break, so we had a little bit of a luxury. We didn't 
shut down during the school time. So we ended up reopening uh, right around the 22nd. But right around that time, I started already looking at Studer Education a website. And there was a, a really short a little workshop on huddles. And I picked it up and I listened to that and, and then moved forward with it. And I started it with our cabinet. And in fact, I have the date. It was a Thursday, March 26th. We ran our first BSD for Burton School District cabinet huddle. And we started to do that every like Thursday and Monday. And we just were able to communicate effectively from all our homes. I was always at the district office. I felt it was important to be uh, with our essential workers in isolation there in my district office. But I tell you what, the, the huddle really gave us those uh, quick informational ideas of we first uh, talked about harvested wind. So typically the night before, or if something came up a couple hours before we met, I would text one of my cabinet members and ask them, what harvested wind have you had in the last few days? Or what, what are you working on that you could share that's been very positive for us? And we took that. And then after that, everyone had an opportunity to talk about what they were doing the next 24, 48 hours, and then what they were stuck on. And I think that was the most critical piece, though. If they were stuck on that, and we weren't trying to solve anything in these 30-minute huddles, we were just kind of listening to everybody and where everybody was at. But I think the cooler part was that everybody was able from this level to then call each other and say, hey, I kind of have had that experience, and let me give you my insight, right? And so- And that really supported us. And then all the, just the little announcements. And I tell you what, the first meeting went about 38, almost 40 minutes, right? Yeah. Because a couple of people just got uh, talking and I didn't want to interrupt, <laughs> yeah. right? So you, then you had to comb it down. And then we did a, a cascade and we took it to our uh, management team. So everyone that's a principal, vice principal or, or cabinet uh, some auxiliary people, coordinators, uh, was about 36 people. We would do a, on Tuesday, we, we would do the huddle, but then we also brought, from that, we actually did a distance learning network uh, meeting, which was an hour and a half. But what was really the insightful was when we did the management um, uh, huddle, we were able to find what all the sites were doing, uh, what were they equal on, and or what were they stuck on? And and it gave us topics of concern to talk in a longer time, right? At that hour and a half meeting. Yeah. So I think- Love it. Yeah, I think what we ended up finding out was it was quite successful. And that's one, uh, these are two meetings definitely we will be able to implement into the future, even kind of site uh, management. If you start that at 8.30 yeah. on a Monday morning, by nine, you're done. You can be on your way to whatever things you needed to do. That's what we did. You know, they were principals would go online to listen to um, lessons prepared by teachers or they would have their own staff meetings and, and we would do the same at our cabinet level. So the other piece of that was rounding. I started to do rounding uh, with my cabinet and then I introduced the rounding portion of the huddles uh, with my principals and the principals actually they individually would call their teachers and they were trying to figure out, you know, where are you? And they learned a lot about their stuckness on 
either their personal life or their educational life. So we really built some great relationships that we hope the future will continue to grow, whether face-to-face or online, whatever comes. You know, as we wrote that piece, Sergio, you know, um, we we were trying to make it work for our team like everybody else. And so we were writing those pieces and things that we found worked and huddles and rounding, you know, are just probably the two key pieces, you know, that just seem, and they still do. I, I, I feel the same way when we go back, if we ever get back, back to that other place, you know, right. there's, there are aspects of what we do in the huddle that really, you know, that really help us keep connected to the things that are going on. And it doesn't take a long time and people are, are built in that connection. So, you know, just appreciate, appreciate what you did there and, and the learning from that. And, you know, I, I can tell, I mean, just from the conversation with you, you know, Joanne describes you as a voracious learner, you know, she talks about you read a lot and you listen. And I, I mean, obviously, as your as the whole your whole interview has been on things that you have learned and the ways that you apply that, you know. So, as a busy leader, you know, how do you find time, you know, to learn? I I think it's uh, about uh, approaching the idea that this is change. Change uh, opens a door. And the opportunity to be creative when a door opens during this push to change has uh, really given me more of an opportunity to continue to do that. When I was a director or, or a principal, you sometimes don't get that opportunity to see some of that. And now as the leader of a district, uh, you have to continue to be open to what is available, right? And so I'm in a number of different superintendent groups from different counties here in California, statewide. And, and I just think it's important because I think you get the advantage of listening to others and then using that to support either the the methods you're you're trying to implement at your site or you move forward. And I actually drive to work about an hour and 10 minutes one way. And so some of my reading, even though she calls me a voracious reader, right? It's really online, but can you call that reading? I don't yeah. know. Let's right? sing it. Yeah, let's sing it. Yeah, I do. I, that's my way too, Sergio. I yeah. listen. I listen to other people read to me. Right. Correct. So yeah. I think that's the, the key. And I'm trying, I'm trying to work more on how do we uh, make it work for us, right? And so you have to give others opportunity uh, to also become leaders. And I think that's really what's helped me through the strategic plan that when I look at the pillars and our actions that we're going to be taking place starting in the next few days and into the weeks to come, that there's many names on there. My name's not even on that, right? And so that is that is what's, uh, I think, the, the most compelling, right, to me, that yeah. you have to learn to do that. But I think COVID has just opened the doors for us to be creative. And, and I think we have to just keep learning and growing because there's no other way to, to make it happen for our kids. They have to understand that uh, we're not stopping just because of this. We need to make sure that they have the best learning possible. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's great advice, you know, to, to give, I mean, we can't control it, right, Sergio, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't, it's something that, that is beyond our control, but we can look at every opportunity that we have, you know, to do things in ways that really help our kids and help the people that we work with each and every day. You know, just as we leave today and summarize, and as you think about, gosh, the the years 
pretty close now. You know, it's right around the corner and going into to the year. And I know you're reflective in terms of what that means. Um, is there a, you know, just a real quick wrap up on advice that you would give to your colleagues on how we learn and grow and continue to advance as we go into this difficult year? Make the hard decisions, learn and take uh, information from anyone and everyone that's willing to support you. Go out and research it. Do your best. At the end, uh, that hard decision is going to be what we can best offer our students in their learning environment. So I think it's don't worry about it. Make the decision. It will work out for all of us. So I wish yeah. everyone well. Thank you so much. And as I've had an opportunity in a short time to talk to you today, um, I leave today thinking, wow, how lucky people are to have a leader like you. You know, I always think about what I feel like, and I feel like I would love to work for somebody like you. Just appreciate you and your leadership. And I know the people that work in Burton do as well in your community. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sergio. Thank you. And uh, I'll be listening to you guys. That sounds good. We're about to hit uh, number 100, Sergio. So thanks again. Have a good rest of the week and um, look forward to connecting with you soon. As we close today, I just want to reinforce how much I enjoyed this interview today with Sergio. It's so fun as a leader to talk to another leader uh, when you're doing things that are common. And so, for example, he talked about the, the huddles and he talked about leader rounding. And, and at the very beginning of us moving into the situation with, with COVID-19, you know, one of the things that we realized very quickly is we had to build those connections with each other and with our teams per, teams and and uh, we wrote a, a toolkit that was called that he referred to Sergio referred to called what what the best leaders do to communicate with employees during critical times and the huddle and leader rounding were two critical elements in that toolkit and as I think back over what Sergio talked about today with his team and just thinking about on what we've done in our team, you know, the huddles have really been something extremely valuable for us. So, you know, if, if you hadn't had a chance to look at that toolkit, I'd, I'd really encourage you to, because the huddles are not difficult to do, and they're something that can provide great value to you and your team. So maybe give that a try, figure out how it works for you. You'll see how you Sergio talked about how it worked for him, but figure out how that works for you, because I think that we're just, we're not, we're not moving out of this situation quickly. We're just continuing to, to dive deeper into decision-making in ways that are going to be, it's going to be extremely difficult um, for how we enter our worlds in August. Um, And as Sergio said, there are so many opportunities that can come from good decisions that we make and those huddles working with our leadership teams will help us make those decisions. So I hope that tool is helpful to you just as Sergio has been so helpful to us today. To learn more about our upcoming virtual events, webinars, and roundtables, visit studereducation.com events. As always, thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can all be our best at work. Have a great week.